Have you heard yet about our WGT Challenge? It's a fun little game that we are running right now um, using the WGT app, and that's World Golf Tour. What you got to do is go to freewgt.com, download the app, then go do the closest to the whole challenge at Kiowa Island, which is in South Carolina and not Hawaii, <laughs> and just do the first hole there. It's a nice shot from the fairway. Try and get her nice and tight. Whoever gets closest this week will win. And every week that you play is another ticket as your entry into win the grand prize, which is a jersey or tickets. So get in there and play and knock it close. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from my Best part of the weekend Hugging a perfect stranger As they become a friend Having a good time when the orange and blue W-I-N Tuning in every day with the good folks down at BSN Well, Zach, we got a Saturday pod the rosters are set. College football is back, and it still sucks to be a CSU oh, Ram. Oh, all is right in goodness. the world. All oh, is right. Mr. Meanie on Twitter last night. Couldn't even look at your tweets. Hey, man, look, if you can't go and take some shots at your rival after you beat them, then what is even? what are we even <laughs> doing out here? What is the point? Like, I've got CSU fans crying in my mentions like, oh, like, like this is this is this is um I think someone said like pathetic like you beat up on a team's inferiority and I'm like you're a CSU fan like have some pride. <laughs> yeah, I mean you get you get a window. You get a window there. I just want I want to take like three daggers. Just three daggers after the game. And you took 30. No, I took 3. <laughs> I only took 3. Congratulations on your victory. You know what? I've never been been less less enthused about a three touchdown win over a rival. Why? Well, I'm putting rival in quotes. Nah, now. I know you're gonna five say that. in a row is, <laughs> you know. And then again, like if if the fans say I can't even talk trash after it, then I, there's nothing in this for me anymore. <laughs> so you excited for your next rivalry game next week? I was really worried after that game, and then I watched Nebraska play South Alabama today, and. They look pretty bad. Did they win? They won. Are they, they won thirty-five twenty-one. Are they ranked? Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. Inexplicably. <laughs> um like how is a four and eight team that lost to Troy last season rank? Get ranked. Oh. Wow. You see what you did there? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh yeah. Not Troy rank, not Troy Fumagalli, not Troy <laughs> Die, who's playing for Oregon on the screen right now. Troy the school. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Four and eight, and then barely beating South Alabama. And who'd you take, South Alabama or CSU? If they they played played for sure, CSU. (laughs) CSU, I I wish I would have taken the over on their 3.5 wins in Vegas. Mm, That's what it was. Yep. Less than the Buffs, and they play in the Mountain West. Yikes. (laughs) Um, So, anyways, what were we saying? Oh, football. Yeah, I don't, I just, uh, in the second half, Nebraska's offense. Scored zero points against South Alabama. 
Wow. They scored 21 points in the second half on a pick six, a scoop and score, and a punt return. Uh, I was just going to say, are we watching the Broncos when you talked about the defense? But then you said punt return, and that's that's not happening. Lone coverage. Sorry, we're watching uh, Oregon and Auburn here go head to head in the in the big game of the weekend. Is this a high supposed to be a high scoring game? No, you have Auburn's defense, but you have Oregon's offense. I don't. I think the over under was pretty uh, in the middle in the fifties. I think you know why, Justin Herbert can't count on the guy to score points. He's looking good so far, <laughs> but he hasn't really had to do anything difficult. He's just I, throwing I to open guys. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Fun night last night. I am feeling pretty good about playing Nebraska next week after watching them. I thought you were going to say you're feeling pretty good after your night last night. Opposite of that. I, I don't know if I could say the same. Opposite <laughs> of that. Um, a little, little worn down. About like four or five hours of sleep. But you know what? I'm just happy college football's back and the Buffs are 1-0. And regular season is finally here. We are officially on Raiders watch mm. and did you see they cut their best player according to hard knocks they did they did the, the, the guy that w- yeah he couldn't do anything wrong bold strategy cotton <laughs> see how it works out for him <laughs> who's gonna replace a b when he goes uh like what's that word? uh m-i-a yeah haywire when he just decides to to leave for a variety of reasons man it i could just see him leaving the facility and it coming out that it's it's one reason why he's leaving. And then just every day the reason changes. Because that's pretty much what's happened during training camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're officially on Raiders Watch. And the Broncos officially have a 52-man uh, roster. <laughs> 52. They accidentally... What if they just accidentally cut one more guy than they <laughs> thought they needed to? That would be embarrassing. They're that like, would be oh. a total Raider move. Yeah, they're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we, didn't, we, don't mean to, we didn't mean to cut you. Come back. Uh, no, the Broncos are down to 52, and I'm sure we will cover why here in a second. But until that, Zach, we met with John Elway and Vic Fangio today to talk about the decisions. Uh, what, what was the, your biggest takeaway? The Broncos have one quarterback on their roster right now. How? It's wild. You move on from Kevin Hogan. Brett Rippon, which they'll bring back back on the practice squad, uh, and Drew Locke, he is on the active roster, but he's going to IR tomorrow. So you have Joe Flacco, end list. John Elway said they're exploring all options. There are some guys available um, that I'm sure we'll talk about. But Ryan, it's it doesn't really seem like the Broncos, you know, have a trade in place, have something. They're just saying anything is better than Kevin Hogan. Amen. <laughs> a freaking men. Zach, I got to admit, I have two emotions here. <laughs> One, thank God. If I ever had to see Kevin Hogan. Like last year, I was pining for Kevin Hogan to start one of those games. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so happy I'll never have to see that. <laughs> it's the truth. Preach. Just, with no disrespect. Uh, that's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> I can't say that. I, I hate when people say that. Uh, when and they it's go not on true. to say something really no disrespectful. Offense. Yeah, it's like me being like, no offense, but CSU, whatever. <laughs> no, I mean offense. And I can't say no disrespect because it kind of was disrespectful. But can it be disrespectful if it's factual? Can it be? Is there such a thing as a disrespectful right. fact? A disrespectful truth. Yeah. Is that our next album? There it is. <laughs> disrespectful truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the Kevin Hogan experience. <laughs> it's got a little screamo to it. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a good band. Um, it really does. The disrespectful truth about Ke- Kevin Hogan is that he sucks. <laughs> and I, I said I have mixed emotions here. I'm so annoyed. Mm. I am so annoyed that we went through an entire yeah. training camp, yeah. an entire preseason, OTAs, mini camp, all this garbage yeah. with Kevin Hogan. Zach, I could have told them after watching him <laughs> once that the guy is not an NFL quarterback. And yet they wasted their time, my time, your time, uh, his time, Drew Locke's time. The disrespectful truth's time. Jawan Winfrey's time. They wasted every person's time, what, trying to make this happen? Like trying to like speak it into existence that he could play? For what? A A guy that when you signed him, you knew what he was. And do you know what that was? That was a guy that has worse career numbers than Paxton Lynch. Ay, ay, ay. What are you doing? Is that your new catchphrase? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I like that. I typically go three. This time I just went two. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> or we can just put it in the end zone. That's That has Ryan going. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Good little, good little drive there. It was. It you was. You never know what, the script. You, know, you got to keep the script in mind here, though. Mm. They're on the script. Yeah, I've. I'm sick of hearing the script from Bill Musgrave. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to hear that either. So the Broncos are going to have to make a move at quarterback. And there are quite the uh, the amount of options out there. Paxton Lynch available. <laughs> we were talking about a Brock Osweiler reunion. What if it was a Paxton Lynch reunion? Ah, or a Kyle Sloter reunion. Oh. You know, it's not every day that a Super Bowl caliber quarterback <laughs> just comes available on cut day. But uh, in some people's minds, today was that day. And you know what? Minnesota Vikings fans may be even more upset than Broncos fans. What does he... What does he do? Is he a good-looking guy? He's fine, right? Yeah, like he's not bad, but it's not like he blows even guys stud, away, you yeah. know? Uh, what is it? I don't know. There's something <laughs> in his eyes that hypnotizes mm, people. Is it kind of like a puppy? Is he like a puppy? No, I think he's a hypnotist. Oh. And if you look at him too long, like you, your, your eyes start swirling around. and Now you're making him sound good-looking. Maybe. Yeah, he's got the arm tat, which kind of looks weird. It's a, it seems um, out of place. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I, ju- I don't know what happens with him, but people really love him. So he's available. Uh, you could go do that. Uh, there's there's Brian Hoyer. Mm. There, I remember one time that someone, uh, some media in this town were pining for Brian Hoyer to be the starting quarterback. Oh, that was going on. It wasn't on this podcast. No, no, uh, of the Denver Broncos. So he's available. And the most important thing there, they're not going to get Kyle Sloter. Why? Because Kyle Sloter's not in this offense. Now, I guess he's been up there with Kubiak, so he's probably got a little taste of, of what this is like. But a guy like Brian Hoyer makes a lot of sense because he was in San Francisco for the first seven games of Kyle Shanahan's tenure there. Uh, so he understands the offense. Who else you got out there? CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins are obviously on their roster still. You could try and swing a trade for maybe you know a late-round draft pick if that's something you're interested in. But you want to keep an eye on guys who have been in this system because they're going to need them to be the backup 
in nine days? I'll give you the answer, and then and then we can beat around the bush. It's Brian Hoyer. Okay. It it it's Brian Hoyer for exactly the reasons you mentioned. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, he's been behind Tom Brady the last few years. That always looks good on a resume. But it was the first half of 2017 that's just going to seal the deal. It's it's too easy not to go after him. You pay him the vet men. He gets a nice easy job. Um, but are you excited about that? God no. Can I read you? Uh, his numbers well hang on are we speaking relatively here because if you compare him to <laughs> kevin hogan i'm ecstatic i'm gonna get their names mixed up are they they feel like the exact same name to me brian kevin, hoyer and kevin, kevin brian like that's the same in terms of basic hoyer hogan and then hoyer hogan same five i feel Both like start with h i feel like that seems like an actual person <laughs> kevin brian hoyer hogan <laughs> <laughs> what that could be a song kevin brian Hoyer hogan <laughs> sounds is it like in like uh dutch or something <laughs> that is too good oh <laughs> uh, this podcast always lifts my spirits it is goofy man i, I was i was i was dragging before we hopped on i was it. too i'm not gonna lie now i'm uh i'm feeling full of energy so Thanks let me to bring Kevin Brian Hoyer Hogan. <laughs> Kevin, what is that song? There's like a little jingle that sounds like. Are you that. thinking it's of like, it's like John Jacob Jingleheimer yes, Smith? Yes. Why am I thinking that? Uh, there Kevin, goes Kevin Brian, Brian Hoyer, Hoyer Hogan. Hogan guy. <laughs> My quarterback's the same guy too. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that? It just fits perfectly. Wait, I John I, Jacob Jingleheimer. That that's like the most average quarterback thing you could ever have. Kevin Bryan, Hoyer Hogan guy. He is the QB too. Whenever he goes out, the people always shout, Oh no, we're probably screwed. Where the frick is Drew? Oh man. Oh man. This is good. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, uh, they might sound like the same guy, but I will take Brian Hoyer a thousand <laughs> times over before I have to see Kevin Hogan out there. I would, too. Now, he started, let me bring those spirits down. He started <laughs> the uh, 2017 as Kyle Shanahan's starting quarterback. Ryan, they went 0 for 6. Ooh, that seems bad. He threw 58% completion. I thought you were going to say 58 uh, interceptions. <laughs> Close. No, actually not. Four touchdowns, four picks. So better than Kevin Hogan because he was at like coming into Denver. He had like three touchdowns to seven interceptions. So this guy, this guy's phenomenal compared to that. Pass rating of 74, but it's better. It's better. And again, like all you're hoping for is one that this never you never have to cross this bridge. But if you do, you're just hoping, like, don't go out there and make us look stupid. Which Kevin Hogan would. Uh, I think he would. <laughs> well, he I has. mean, he looks that bad against the twos. <laughs> I, I don't even want to know what he would look like against the ones. Yeah, exactly. This is a, that's an indictment of the Browns because he started football games for them. Oh, God, he did? Yeah. 
He was one of their like 35 in 13 years. So there was the year, didn't they draft two quarterbacks one year? Or they drafted Deshaun Kaiser in the second round. Yep. Did they draft one in the first round that year? I don't think so. I think they the next year is when. Oh, their quarterback room Baker? was like Johnny Manziel. I think it was like Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel, Deshaun Kaiser, and Kevin Hogan. They all started games that year. That sounds fun. Sounds entertaining. And two of them we're talking about right now being terrible backups. <laughs> and Deshaun Kaiser, he's available. He, too, is available. He's available. Now, what people want to hear is that the Broncos are going to go trade for C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins. And here's the thing. I was 1 million percent against doing that up until I talked to John o- or up until we talked to John Elway earlier today. And why I was against it was I think it's silly I thought it was silly to put Drew Locke on the IR because, which we'll get we'll get that and get to that in a little bit. But I just thought Drew Locke was just going to miss a few weeks, and then you bring a a, a veteran in just to calm the storm. Why would you trade, uh, you know, a fourth round pick in order to have a backup for three weeks? But with Drew going on IR and Drew not being there for what six to eight weeks, and then Drew maybe not coming back this year then it makes it a little more interesting okay well maybe we do need a a, a good backup in here and a guy that can can truly develop but then ryan i get stuck again because i'm like well what are you doing who's gonna be your backup next year what's the plan or is it the plan to bring nick mullins in and then he's your backup this year and then he's your backup for drew lock for the next I don't know, five, ten years, and then Brett Rippon, that plan kind of goes away. Man, the Drew Locke thing I just think we have to get to right now because that's the biggest story here. I, I guess we kind of buried the lead. John Elway told us Drew Locke is going to IR, and, and I think when, when that possibility was discussed at any point up until right at this second – it was always just assumed he would be on the eight-week plan to come back and and finish out the season as the team's backup. And I, I, we haven't talked about this, but I'll just say my opinion, and I can just tell by the way you're kind of already shaking your head. I don't think that's happening. I think they're putting on Drew Locke on season-ending IR. Now, obviously, you don't have to choose. So if they can always change their mind and bring Drew back. But the way John spoke about it and the way he really tipped his hand is he said he had a conversation with Drew today and he told him this is not a year off. That is not something you tell someone who's going to be back on the football team in eight weeks. It's mm, a good point. So, well, a lot can change and there's always a chance that Drew might be back. It sure to me sounds like Drew Locke is done for the season. Wow. And that would be just the plan of stashing him and letting him develop. We're not going to let him see the field this year. And I got to say that blows my mind. And right now I think they still find a way to bring him back. Um, But what's tough about that, Ryan, is the Broncos have multiple players going on the IR tomorrow, which is the not season ending IR, but you can only bring two guys back. You you know, you're going to want Theo Riddick, right? Um, You know, well, you may want Jake Butt if, if he can prove that he's healthy. Do you want a backup quarterback? Now, here's why you absolutely do and why I would still absolutely give 
Drew Locke one of those two spots to come back is because he needs to practice. Now, John said he's going to do everything except for practice. He's, he's going to learn the mental side, do all of that. Vic Fangio admitted today that that's tough to, to develop when you can't get on the field. And why would you put your future quarterback at that risk of, of not being able to develop as well as he can? Well, it's a, it's a total win now or win later decision, Zach, because you could bring someone back off the IR. Maybe it's Jake Butt who has the potential to help you right then and there. Or you can bring back Drew Locke just to practice for eight weeks. It's, it's, it's a weird decision to have to make. And maybe it comes down to what, where the team is in week eight. They're three and five. You bring right. Drew back. You have to. You bring Drew back because you're going to probably start him a couple games at the end of the season. You're five and three. And Troy Fumagalli is a bit banged up, and and Jake Butts rearing to go. Then maybe you make that move. And he, and remember this. I'm gonna I'll touch wood before I even say this sentence. But let's say uh, Chris Harris Jr. gets injured in practice this week. Yep. I'm touch it again. I touched. I I was gonna say the exact same thing. So I already touched wood. So we're we're good from okay, this end. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Then you have to save one of the spots for them. And then remember Theo Riddick. You're paying him like millions of dollars. <laughs> He's hardly even practiced at all yet. So uh, if you're in team, I hope Drew comes back, well, then you better, better hope no one gets injured early in the season. That, that would be an IR candidate. How tough, with, with all of these six- to eight-week injuries, how tough was it truly for the Broncos to, to build this roster today? Uh. I, I think I know where you're going with this. It's not. It wasn't that tough because the bottom is pretty weak. Exactly. What's going to be really tough is this right here, what we're talking about. In six to eight weeks when John has to make that decision of who to bring back if they bring back someone, that is going to be uh, the toughest part of this roster build. But, Ryan, you're probably right. You'll probably have a good idea of what to do once that time comes around. Now, what's tough is if they're four and four. What do you do? If they're 8 0, well, sorry, Drew, you're sitting. If they're 0 and 8, Drew, you are getting back here ASAP and you're going to be a starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, it, it comes down to that. And you, you mentioned building this roster and the difficulty of it. And I just look at this thing and I'm like, wow. And I wrote about this, and, and that, that story will either go up tonight or tomorrow morning. The offensive depth is very concerning. Mm. Very concerning. I mean, just go position like position by position. There's just there's not that many players that can excite you. Period. And you're like I truly believe, and I'll touch wood. <laughs> truly believe the Broncos are one significant offensive injury from away from the season being over. Yep. And I'll touch wood again. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, <laughs> Philip Lindsay, Joe Flacco. Uh, Just one of those guys. Noah Fant. Uh, maybe that's not a season ender, but that really puts a, a dagger in the offense. Yep. You lose one of these guys, and I just I don't see any path for it working for the offense. You lose two offensive linemen, I'll touch wood. You are... Done. You, you don't have Donnie B to turn to. You're toast. <laughs> you didn't even want him. <laughs> yeah. You wanted Jake Rogers. Wow. That's who you kept. Jake Rogers, Austin Schlotman, 
Ashenschleiman <laughs> and Elijah Wilkinson. Sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> it does. I think it just sounds like a gold member. <laughs> yep, Austin exactly. Powers, yep. Saturday Night Live, yep, yep. Mike Myers. Um, Mike Myers might as well be on the depth of this <laughs> offensive line. You, got, you, you have Elijah Wilkinson, Jake Rogers, and Schlotman. Wow. That's your depth. You're really taking your schlot with that. Yeah. You're schlotted for failure. <laughs> Might as well go to Schlotsky's. And just get a sandwich. <laughs> I don't like their sandwiches. I think they, didn't they like close everything but like their original location? Really? I think so. Yeah. Sad. So I think everyone would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the bread or the meat. And those are the it's things that you problem. need. Those are the things that you need in a sandwich. <laughs> Can I just have a, a plate of your shredded <laughs> lettuce, please? It's some, the only thing I like. Some cheese and mayo. <laughs> it's a salad. Uh, <laughs> it is a salad. <laughs> the old mayo dressing. God, that's gross. There's probably people that do. So, yeah, that, that was my big takeaway when I looked at this thing. I'm like, all right, here's the 52-man roster. Oh, Lord. The depth on offense is rough. Yeah, I mean, they don't even have a depth at quarterback right now. It's just <laughs> it's just Joe. It's just Joe. Um, and sorry to tell you, but you're not uh, – magically someone decent isn't coming in here all of a sudden unless you make that trade. And even then, it's like, man, you're giving up resources for what? Right. And now after talking through it with you guys, I would be okay for them making that trade for Bethard or Mullins. It probably make more sense for it to be Mullins because you view him as your long-term backup quarterback. And you can keep Brett Rippon on the practice squad. Yeah, I mean, you're already paying him. You already gave him the guarantees for practice squad, so you'll keep him there. But then this guy, who whichever one of these two you bring in, is your long-term backup. You'd have to make that very clear, though, coming in. Because I could see, let's say, Nick Mullins gets out there and does what he did last year, which was play darn good football. There's going to be people saying, well, why can't this guy uh, be the Drew Locke? Why, why is Drew Locke just getting the nod ahead of him? So you'd have to make that very clear going into it. And then if you're trading a you know fourth-round pick for a, a backup for 10 years, for five years, yeah, then, then that's totally worth it. Go for that. But John Lynch today said that they've had a price on both of their quarterbacks, both of their backups, and they're not budging on it. And so John's not getting the John discount from John out in San Francisco. He, he's not getting that. So what is it? Is it a third? Is it a second? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. It's like you're not giving up anything more than a fifth. And even if you do that, you, it seems kind of silly. Yeah. All right. Well, Zach, it is Saturday, and that means it's Breck Brew Saturday. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. I got some ice cold strawberry sky in the fridge right now. I might, uh, I did a little, I, did, I broke keto yesterday. Uh, Gotta roll with it. Yeah, you know what? I just realized if you drink a lot on keto, it's not very fun. I think you need like more stuff in your stomach. Right, you need the bread to absorb yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and so now uh, that's just like my new thing. If it, it, if it's like if there's drinking involved, I, I need some carbs. Yeah, I can't see beer sitting well in the stomach just on a fat steak. You no, know, you, the steak's yeah. got to be accompanied by the mashed potatoes. Exactly. You need yeah, and and uh, like a little bit of bread and butter on the side. <laughs> and shout out to Gunner Kane 
who for his 30th birthday picked up some strawberry sky man i tell you what the beer itself I'll is i'll tell you what I'll man i'll tell you what man <laughs> oh that's this week get to break out the gruden voice yeah knock on wood if you're with me <laughs> what that's his thing have is you not it? been wa- have you uh, watched one episode of hard knocks i've dropped off i've dropped off the past two episodes watched the first two dropped off the past two because no one's talked about him no one's talked about him, so I've been like, okay, this must be bad now. If you watched like five seconds, he says it every five, every, <laughs> in every meeting. He anytime he makes a point. Oh, that's he what goes, they're knock on wood if you're with that's me. That's what go, they're doing. Oh, I've never heard what he's saying, but I've seen them do that. And I'm like, what is this weird little cult thing? Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> wow. Um, Ooh, I don't. The even... tides just turned in this game. What happened? They had a dropped pass, third and goal. Herbert actually threw a nice pass. They had a dropped pass oh. in the back of the end zone, so they decided to not go for it on fourth and goal from the two. Thought they'd take the chip shot field goal, missed it. How do you miss? I mean, that was oh, he's mad at himself. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, he wasn't knocking on wood with John with that one. Um, I have no idea where I was going, to be honest. Totally off. Anyways, Breckenridge brew brews are great. That's where I was going. Enjoy them. The, and here's what I was gonna say: the beer itself is phenomenal. The can. I think it's impossible to take a bad picture of that can. Oh, it just glows. Like, you can be the worst camera person in the world and still take a great picture. It's a good point. It's a good point. All right, when we come back on the other side of this break, we'll get to your questions. When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Bronco Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as, you know, parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. As you guys know, uh, the second and third segments on this podcast are all about the community. And, and I think uh, because of that, we, we should start here by just saying that our thoughts are with Texas Bronco. Uh, our friend Zane and and anyone uh, down there in Texas, as there's another mass shooting down there right in Odessa, which is which is Texas Broncos hometown. So uh, we're we're thinking of you. Uh, we're we're sending you know positive thoughts, prayers, all that good stuff. Uh, just trying to you know to help uplift the community there. I, I know it's going to be a, a rough recovery here. Yeah, our hearts and thoughts are with you. Just such a a tragic thing to happen. So uh, we're sending everything your way, Texas Bronco, uh, and, and all of Texas. Absolutely, uh, and, and um, I think the entire community echoes that. And, and speaking of the community, really cool thing 
that we got in the mail on Friday. So freaking cool. Uh, our, our guy, 702 Pilot, sent us patches from his squadron yep. uh, of the Air Force, and that is so awesome. I can't wait to put it on my desk. It is so cool. I mean, just getting goosebumps thinking of that. Uh, and, you know, he just said we're, we're part of the family, and, and he's part of the family, such a big part of the community. It is so cool. And we've had numerous people send us stuff. And, Ryan, that is so cool because that's what you do with your friends, right? You, you, if they're important to you, you, you give them little gifts, things that are important to you, like that's important to him. So it is so awesome that, that he did that. We really appreciate it. And those are going to look great on our desks. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could give those to anyone, and, and he chose us, and that's really, 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 really cool to me. Uh, and last thing I wanted to get to here, I just wanted to uh, – how is everything going with, with your girlfriend's mom and – uh, and her recovery from surgery. Well, I appreciate that. And I really appreciate you guys. You guys were awesome from just in this comment section. I read it, read all the well wishes, uh, on Twitter. You guys were absolutely mind blowing with all the support. So many people reached out to me, Uh big shout out to Keith, big shout out to Iceman. Um, it's, I mean, was getting hit every which direction with support. So it was awesome. Really appreciate that. And it worked. She, uh, aunt, my, my girlfriend's mom, Elizabeth, had heart surgery on, had a heart transplant on Tuesday, and every single day up until today, today's kind of the first rough day, but every other day she was never in pain. Wow. Which is insane. I mean, fully, she's laying in bed, but uh, uh, very, very comfortable. It's insane. I did not expect that. Uh, today, like I said, kind of the first just rough day, but you expect that after having your body opened up like that. I wonder uh, what causes, like why it, it today, it, you know, was sore or whatever. Yeah. Five, four days later, I have no idea. Um, but, uh, she, she's walking around, just took the longest walk, uh, down the hallway that she has. So everything's trending in the right direction. Thank you guys so much for all the support. That's so great to hear. Were you able to convey to her how many people were thinking of her and oh, yeah. sending good vibes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I mean they're just they're blown away by all the support. And you guys are, you know, they're my family. You guys are my family. So it was it was awesome. That is awesome. All right, let's jump into the questions here. And are we gonna say this name? <laughs> I feel like we're just gonna call him GC Four V. Wait, I gotta. I well, I don't know where this is going. I gotta look at this name right now. I'm pulling it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, GC for V. GC for V. <laughs> From GC for V. You got me, guys. We got them. Almost Father's Day here in Australia, so I got my kids to purchase a subscription for my present. Hey, that's awesome. It is. Huge fan of the show uh, and you guys all the way down here in Perth, Australia. We have a lot of a lot of folks down there in Perth. Maybe that's where the, the tour goes to start. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he says, I keep my, I'll keep my comment short and leave you guys with these questions. Who's the one player from the back end of the roster that has really surprised you and could see some serious playing time? Obvious to see Malik Reed is the real deal and going to be a serious piece, but is there anyone else you guys think could see the field more now that they uh now more now than they would have at the start of camp? Keep up the great work. PS prayers for Zach and his family. Well, thank you so much GC for V. Really appreciate that. Malik Reed is obviously a great one, uh, especially what he's done in this preseason. But I'm actually going to go to a guy at the same position as him. Uh, and it's kind of crazy that an undrafted rookie has taken over the spotlight and headlines of a fifth-round pick. But I think Justin Hollins 
at the outside linebacker position can just straight up play. I think he can ball. Uh, now, is it is it good that he has a versatility to play inside? Yeah, it, it's really good. But if it's me this year, right now, when you're going into the season and you're rolling, trying to win this year, I would keep Justin Hollins on the outside as much as possible because he's a guy who has flashed so much to me from the outside. And obviously, 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 Vaughn and Chubb are your best players at that position. But if they both need a breather at the same time, I'm not worried about Malik Reed and Justin Hollins on the field for, you know, three plays in a row. You got to really trust those guys if you're making them your entire depth. Two rookies are your entire depth in yeah. the lineback- in the outside linebacker group. Uh, and I think both of those guys have really proven themselves. Um, I was actually going to go in the same direction. One I'll throw in is Draymond Jones. Surprised me. He is a third round pick, but I guess we're so used to third round picks around here not doing anything that it's a little bit surprising. Just picks. Yeah. Picks that, in general. Yeah, that he's able to do that. <laughs> oh man, I guess we we gotta re examine that that uh draft class now. I think Bowles is the only guy left on the team. Left in the organization? Yep. Yep, he would be. Brendan yeah. Langley. Peace. Bye bye. Um that's crazy. That's nuts. Very crazy. But anyways, Draymond Jones is one and then We've talked about him a lot, and, and I think he has a long ways to go, but I do think Juwan Winfrey can contribute this year. Yeah, I completely agree with both of those guys. All right, next one's from Iceman. He says, hey, boys, great to hear David back. I guess he's calling you by your, your <laughs> our middle name now. <laughs> Ryan, how old is Cackles, a.k.a. Hank? Yeah, uh, I decided that uh, if you're Giggles, Hank is Cackles because his laugh peaks the, the sound on the board. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Hank is 23, 22, Yeah, yeah that sounds right. One of those. In that area. Um, he says, odd the computer picked Julio and Hill for me at the draft too. Don't know what he's talking about. I picked the Denver D and McManus. Cool. Uh, Tom Brady. No questions for me uh, from the preseason. I would ask about David's girl's mom's progress, uh, but I assume he'll update us. Hoping River and Calfani make the 63. Go Broncos. River. Always all over the place, Iceman. It's very on brand for you. <laughs> we love it, Iceman. Man, let's talk about River for a second. What a shot at him from John Elway. Oh, my goodness. John was asked about the punt returner position, and he said that that's still fluid. Uh, we, we don't know what the punt returner is. And then he later in the answer said, you know, River's the guy now. But if we find someone better than River, we're going to go that route. Like, whoa. I mean, all right. I guess, um, I guess that, you know what that is? Honesty? That is a disrespectful truth. <laughs> oh, man, it really is. <laughs> oh, it's like a comedy routine where it just comes back to the opening joke by the end of it. Yep. <laughs> the opening bit. So we're done? Yeah, we got to wrap it up here. That was all just a big train to get us back to a disrespectful truth. That's what it is, though. I mean, River, is he's good at catching it. Yep. He's not a punt returner. He's a punt catcher. They should change the position on the on the thing. And what? He gets $600,000 for that? Good deal. Pretty amazing. I think, honestly, if you gave me... Um, I'll, I'll, go gen- I'll go on the... I'll spread it on thick. Six weeks. You give me six weeks, I think I can learn to just catch the punt fair. Just fair catch it every time. I absolutely think I can do that. If I get to fair catch it, which is pretty much all they're asking from River, how is there – I know Tim Patrick is tall, but why can't he catch the ball? 
I'm not saying he can't, but like, what? Why can't he do that? Why is that something that a short, tiny person needs to do? I don't know. You uh, know, if you're not expecting anything from River, maybe it's just they didn't need to like cut it to five receivers. They were okay with six with their with their roster. Maybe I just I don't know. I think you want someone who's like a little more jukey. I guess is the word I would look for. <laughs> they got a little more wiggle. Well, we know Tim Patrick's not fast, according to the head coach. He actually is straight line <laughs> fast, though, which is weird. Um, so, yeah, uh, John basically said, Riv, you're on notice. Don't unpack your bag. Like, if this was The Bachelor, he'd be like, don't unpack your bags. You might still be going home. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, so, yep, River did make the team. Uh, could make the practice squad and call Fani Muhammad. I mean, I have to imagine he's practice squad guy. Yeah, unless someone out there needs a speed back. I mean, yep. <clears throat> not I don't not quite to the level of Phil, but I believe if you give this guy touches, enough touches in a real game, you are going to get rewarded for it. I agree. He's 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 dynamic and, and a playmaker, and it wasn't just that Hall of Fame game. He was he was pretty electric in training camp. Yep. Next one coming in from Mister Freeze. He says the 04 Red Sox, the '93 Bills, the '95 Bulls, and the 2016 Patriots. Add this to the list of greatest comebacks in sports history. All right. He's talking about you. Oh, Zach is back. <laughs> As for the golf game, you got to start picking holes that are later in the round so it's not easy for people to try the challenge 243 times. But I want to do it 243 <laughs> times. I will continue my practice of only taking one shot at a challenge in hopes of that final grand prize. As for the weekly ones, Jesus take the wheel. Fair enough. From FedEx Bronco, he says, you got me. As got a, him. As a FedEx driver in the North Texas area, I used to have to listen to on the radio to get my sports fix as they would only talk about the Cowboys. Been a Broncos fan all my life and love the coverage you guys provide. Struggling to decide which shirt to get between the Mile High Salute or the homegrown Phil Lindsay. Sorry for the long comment. You guys do such an amazing job. Thank you. Not a long comment. <laughs> no. At all. Um, so you don't have to apologize. What do you... I feel like you're getting free advertisement for FedEx here. That seems <laughs> like it should be against the rules. Yeah, maybe he's not a driver. Maybe he's a CEO. Yeah, he's just trying to trying to get in on uh, <laughs> some of that sweet, juicy BSN Broncos advertising. We love to have you on here, FedEx Bronco. Thanks for joining the community. Brent Osweiler says, I'm coming back, baby. All right. Or is he going to the place where he last tore up? Is he going to go with the Colts? Is that a possibility? They had him in for a workout this week. Ooh, never like when they leave the workout without a without a job. It's true. That's what I thought of Theo Riddick. Yep, but he was that was different. He was, was testing his options. That was on his terms. Exactly. From Port Portlock Patron. Yep. Hey guys, long time listener, first time commenting. Huge Broncos fan from the largest city in the USA. <laughs> Sitka, Alaska. No freaking way. That is crazy. <laughs> said, I've been debating for a while now whether to comment on a particular water tasting dispute, and you guys bringing up my hometown was the tipping point. Alaskan water is better than Colorado water, and this is a hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> well, did you uh, have you ever had Colorado water? Because we've done a taste test. We've had a, I can say I've had Alaskan water. I can say I've had Alaskan water and Colorado water right next to each other, blind, and I knew which one was better right away, and it was Colorado. And we were willing to say that we were wrong. If we just say a random place in the world, will someone say, I live there? Will they And I need to subscribe. Chime in on the next uh, the next <sighs> podcast. 
Yeah, you know what? We should do that. Every podcast, a different city around the world. Okay. Where are you going? Where where are we going for this first one? I'm gonna go um the capital city of Quito, Ecuador. Wow. Why I, you know what? I think someone's there. I think someone's there listening to us right now. All right. If you are, you gotta comment and let us know. How do you spell that? How do you can you say it again? Quito. Quito. I think it's Q U I T O, but I okay. could be completely wrong. Quito, Ecuador. Didn't even think about how it's the official city of my diet. It is. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That, that's what I thought. I was wondering if it was K-E-T-O. So if you live in Quito, Ecuador, you got to subscribe if you haven't already. And you got to give us a shout out. All right. Can't <laughs> wait to see what happens. Uh, Portlock patron finished off and said, oops, I didn't mean to submit that comment yet. Anyways, the art artesian. Yeah. Or artisan. Uh, artesian. The artesian well water in Sitka is the best water I've ever drank, even after spending extensive time in Colorado. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry for the long comment. Love this podcast. You guys are the best Broncos media there is. By the way, the population of Sitka is 8,500 people and is considered the largest city in the UA because USA because it encompasses all of Baranoff Island, which is pretty massive. It's pretty funny that including an island makes it the biggest yeah you would think like an island would be small also it has to have the greatest uh square footage per capita too then oh yeah so luxurious i mean every person probably has a mansion <laughs> and they don't even have to be next to each other and they don't even have to see their neighbors from yeah. their backyard yeah yeah wow but they can see russia from their backyard <laughs> next one coming in from bc bronco says one of the best pods yet the Chad Kanoff bit got me started, but when Zach's emergency sounded while I was sipping my morning coffee at work, I darn near <laughs> choked to death while laughing out loud at my desk. Got some crazy looks from my coworkers. Love seeing the draft pod is back. Please keep up these darn good pods. Uh, we lead the league in um, weird looks gotten, <laughs> weird looks earned from coworkers as a community. We are uh, championing (laughs) that category. (laughs) And you know what? I think they're jealous. I think they give us weird looks. Probably definitely for sure some media members are saying stuff under their their breath. Not very quietly under their breath, but saying stuff. But they're probably jealous. You know what? I, I, I was thinking about it. I think if another media member listened to this podcast... They would certain, not all of them, but some of them would like thumb their nose at the, uh, at this, and they're like, "What? Like, what are these guys doing?" You oh, know, they, they certainly would. They podcast. What are you talking about? Yeah, first of all, they're like not on the podcast. Then they hop on here and they hear us just acting a fool twenty four seven, and I think they would just be like, "Man, these guys are a joke." Yeah. Oh yeah. The, but, the, these little millennials over here. Yeah, but little do they know, <laughs> we got the secret sauce. Um. Anyways, I love that you guys have fun listening to these because we have so much damn fun recording them. <laughs> we that, do. Like, it's really great when the fun translates through the headphones. Yeah, oh, so much fun. Next one coming in from The Lone Amigo. He says, kick off weekend against the Raiders, but I want to thrill you with map talk. A globe is the only way things on a map can be shown in their actual shape. This is because despite what the Flat Earth Society might tell you, the Earth is round. Imagine if you skillfully peeled an orange and got the skin off in one big piece. Then try to lay the skin flat on a table. The skin will tear in various places. Same with the surface of the earth. Basically, where those tears occur is where the shape distortions happen on a map. 
since everything on a map Earth's surface sits on a sphere, even maps of small areas are distorted. But those distortions are too small to notice. Bored? Of course not, because maps are awesome. They pay my bills and my BSM subscription and are therefore should be loved. Also, Raiders suck. Go Broncos. Tell us more about your life as a map. Yeah, what what do you do? A mapist? Do you rap about map? Map about maybe rap? Maybe he goes around and and makes sure all the maps are uh, <laughs> are distorted to the right amount. I understand that you can't get the shape right, but I think you can get the relative size right. I think yeah, like we said Alaska shouldn't be looking like Nevada. Right. <laughs> so if you can explain to us why the size is off, that's what, that's where I'm at. Because like if yeah, let's just say I still let's just say it. Alaska takes up one percent of the world, right? Yep. Then on a map, it should take up one percent of the area on that map. I still feel like even on a globe, it is way out of whack. It is not the size it is. Like on a globe, I feel like it's still this small little thing. Unless maybe I got fooled. In that one thing that where they like put Alaska over the U.S. and it was sixty percent, or it wasn't. It was like forty percent of the United States. Maybe that was just a joke. Maybe it was a hoax. Wow. Maybe you got interneted. <laughs> I probably did. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, you seem very vulnerable <laughs> to that sort of stuff. What are you saying about me? Nothing. <laughs> Next one's from Mile High Hitman. Guess what he says? New sub here. Hey, got him, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. <laughs> Love the pod. Best Broncos coverage and comedy out there. That's great to hear. That's gotta, fantastic. That That's the best compliment you can give. Oh, here we go. Got to tell you that Old Greg is actually not just an internet video, but is a short clip from one of my all-time favorite TV shows called The Mighty Boosh. Mm. It's about two zookeepers, their friend, a talking gorilla, and a shaman. You need to check out a full episode <laughs> streaming on Hulu and Amazon sometime. Pure comedy gold. Broncos question. With Brandon Marshall being cut from the Raiders, uh, here we go. I bet you there's going to be a run on this question. Any chance he could end up back in Denver at a discount to help our depleted linebacker group, or is health too big an issue? Okay, so the way you you talked about that is I assume you say no. Nope. Why? Because he's not good. Doesn't it make so much sense, though? I mean, if you're just going to say he's not good, then no, it wouldn't make any sense. I was going to say, does it make a lot of sense to add players who aren't good to your roster? Mm, I say no. No, probably not. I realize there's positive uh, people who have a positive association with him because he was part of the the best defense in Broncos history, maybe. But he was straight downhill after that. And once he didn't have the protection on the inside of a guy like uh, Malik Jackson, he started to get exposed a little bit more. Once the defense wasn't quite as good, he started your his weaknesses started to be more uh, amplified, and I just I just don't think he's very good. I like Brandon Marshall. He he's he's nice to us. Um, but Ryan, what injury did he have this year? Last year, I don't remember, but it was an injury that obviously kept him out uh, for a while from the Broncos. But when he was released by the Raiders, he put out a statement that said. Ah, training camp. The whole time I was just, you know, trying to trying to get healthy, uh, so I couldn't show off my stuff. Now I'm finally healthy. I don't buy that one bit. If you weren't healthy three weeks ago from an injury that happened last October, maybe you're not going to be healthy now. And I think that's just a way of saying, kind of like what you're saying, not very good anymore. And the Raiders noticed that. 
And there was another player that put 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 something out like that, not a Bronco, but of just, ah, man, I spent all training camp just getting healthy. Now I'm finally healthy. I, I, my team wasn't able to see what type of player I am. To me, it just says, nah, probably not very good. This is a – I've got a disrespectful truth for you. <laughs> I was watching ESPN, and they said uh, – they were naming off notable cuts. They did three – three names. The three most notable cuts yesterday morning. First one, Brandon Marshall. Second one, Shane Ray. The third one, Paxton Lynch. Oh, wow. Around the whole league. Around the whole league. You want to know what that told me, Zach? What? Those players were notable because the Broncos put them in notable positions. Yep. And thus, when they went to other teams, people expected them to be good. Then... As it always was, it turned out that they weren't good. Yeah. And the only reason they were notable in the first place is because the Broncos made them notable when they didn't deserve to be notable. Yep, exactly. All three were former Broncos. All the former Broncos that left this year are going around and just getting cut because they weren't very good. And we're talking two first-round picks in those three. Yep. That's, that's brutal. And that's why the depth is so bad. That's why it's so easy to make this 53-man roster, even when you, when you need extra spaces. It's because of those draft classes. Paxton Lynch is going to be a great XFL quarterback. Mm, he will be. Just scrambling around all the, all the time. And like that pirate thing that, that has like an XFL vibe to it. It does. I'm sure there'll be a pirate team, right? No, they came out with their team names. They all suck. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know they did because they're bad. I still think uh, in the USFL back in the day, there was a team called the Denver Gold. Mm. And I just think that is so baller. That is baller. And their helm- uh, their logo is just like kind of like a gold, just like a shiny gold thing. Is it just a nugget? Kind of. Is it too similar to the nuggets, though? No. Could you have the Denver Gold? Also, their colors were black and gold, which, whew, best colors ever. <laughs> you would like that. You wouldn't need to buy any new gear. It's very true. I, I've always I've been on the hunt for some Denver Gold gear like my entire life. Mm. Never been able to find any. I want a Denver Gold shirt. Man, that does sound really cool. Yeah, because right? it also makes the city sound sound cool. Right. I like that. Next one coming in from Mile High Hitman. He says new sub nope, here. Nope. I messed I already up. did that one. Oh, oh, we already did that one. Perfect. Burrito Chad. One that we haven't done. He says, watching Malik Reed and Justin Hollins has made me forget about the depth hole left by Barrett and Ray. And the best part, you ask? Neither one has a freaking Kansas City Chiefs tattoo on their back. I will never get over the sheer obliviousness in that decision. Why was there nissness? <laughs> Didn't it just look oblivious? Obliviousness. Amazing work through the five preseason game grind, you guys. That was brutal. But you guys made a bearable. Hashtag first world problems. Zach praying for your girlfriend's mom. Thank you, my friend. Burrito Chad, a.k.a. not Chad Knopf. <laughs> um, I spoke with a, a Broncos source yesterday uh, for a while. And I was so relieved to find <laughs> out that they, too, thought the five-game preseason was one of the most <laughs> brutal things of all time. Uh, so I was... I was like, all right, it's not just us. Anyone that was a part of that thought it was brutal. Do you think Vic actually liked it? Nope. Oh. Actually, probably. I, was, I, I literally think he may be the only one in that building. 
Mike Munchak's probably like, this is ridiculous. Ed Donatel's probably like, this is ridiculous. We'll never say anything to Vic about it, but I really think we are approaching the end of four-game preseasons. I think so, too. But that means 18-game regular seasons, which I'm fine with. Better. Yeah. Yep. Who is it a lose? I don't understand who that's a lose for. Uh, the owners end up having to play pay two more game checks. But don't they get two more real games? But they games? get two more real games. I wonder what the ratio is, though. Like, if the Broncos get 55,000 or, yeah, 55,000 in the stands for a preseason game and they don't have to pay the players, like, real game checks, I wonder if they actually end up making money. But TV money's got to be way better. For sure. Yeah. You have real broadcasters and not radio or whatever. I was, I mean, we, we got hit up by a lot of people during the game telling us, you know, the crazy stuff broadcasters were saying. I was told another thing last night. I couldn't believe just how many mistakes there were. What was the other one you heard? I don't remember. I'm Mm. trying to, I'll rack my brain over the next few minutes. It is always a little bit mind blowing. Like they thought George Aston was playing corner. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Come on now. You think no next playing corner? We just got to do a little bit, a little (laughs) bit of research. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyways. Uh, plenty more questions to get to here, but let's get to those on the other side of this break. What's up guys, Ryan Konigsberg here, and I gotta tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward and anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap, you name it, they've got it. And the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast, a.k.a. the Disrespectful Truth podcast. That's a, that's actually a good podcast name, too. <laughs> it really is. I feel like you could just change McChesney Unchained, too. <laughs> <laughs> the Disrespectful Truth. You definitely could. <laughs> Oh, it's got a great ring. It really does. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm gonna be making an appearance on uh, the Disrespectful Truth podcast <laughs> this week, aka McChesney Unchained. I also plan to make an appearance on the BSN Buffs podcast at one point Ooh. this week. And shout out to uh, my favorite non BSN pod that involves Colorado sports. A lot of qualifiers there. <laughs> the Freeballing Podcast. Mm. I'm also making an appearance on this week. You're a busy guy. I'm going on a I'm going on a media tour. <laughs> you apparently are. Are you going countries for that? Traveling in different countries? Nope. No one out. Most people outside of this <laughs> city don't aren't really interested in uh, my takes. There's some exciting things coming our way. Some exciting things. So that is very very certain. Certain. I don't know why there a T just came out of that my mouth there. Certain. 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 Certainty. And speaking of C's, next one coming in from Count Flacula. It says, Gents, 
Would you be so kind as to paint a picture for us civilians as to how the Duke-Dawson transaction went down? When did the talk start and why? Who called who? All the nitty-gritty of how something like that would work. It's a little curious part of the game I would like to know about. Thanks. Late nights with you fine fellows is the best, by the way. Love the count. Well, I uh, appreciate you thinking we have this much information. (laughs) But uh, we don't know. We can learn a lot. We don't. We're not able to get maybe the, quite that many details. One thing I did learn was that they they had this deal in place multiple days before that the trade went down. Why they didn't pull the trigger when they had the deal in place multiple days before? I I don't know. You know, may, maybe one thing changed at the end and. Uh, the Broncos got him to do it for a sixth round pick instead of a fifth or something like that. So I don't know exactly why it took a few days, but this one, they had been in talks. Uh, and I don't know if the Broncos reached out, if the Patriots reached out, if it was just, I was thinking about this today. What if there was, you, you know, when you play Madden and you put a guy on a trade block and you know, it's very clear he's on a trade block. The rest of the league sees it. What if that, what, what if the NFL teams have a trade block, and somehow no reporters have ever heard about it or seen it. And what what if you just do that? You just throw players up there. Uh, they do have that, and his name is Adam Schefter. <laughs> Teams just fl- say, hey, just you know, just so you know, we're shopping Duke Dawson right now. So uh, if you want to just kind of float that out there. Right. But then it's out there. I don't think this was out there. No, and, and there, you know, it's also with the agent – like, you know, they might tell him, hey, uh, we're looking for teams. If you know any suitors, maybe teams that liked him in the draft process, um, you know, let us know. That type of thing. So what do you think of Duke Dawson? What do you think of the whole deal? Fantastic name. Isn't it also Duke Dawson Jr.? It is. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has not only Pro Bowl, not only All Pro, but that has Hall of Fame. Ooh potential as a name and he's only in his second year so he could still make the hall of fame yeah he's never even played in an nfl game yet i'm pretty sure he hasn't never stepped foot on a field so uh duke dawson jr are you kidding me either nfl hall of famer or like high quality country artist Mm, i'm i'm saying he's probably going down the hall of fame route not the country route so that that i like Um, I always like giving up late round draft picks for players that, you know, you are like you, you, you really like, um, clearly you don't love the fact that the Patriots didn't want him anymore. (laughs) It's never a great thing to know about a player that one team was like, yeah, we're going to cut this guy. We'll take anything for him. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a, a slightly, slightly concerning there. That's kind of a disrespectful truth from the Patriots, (laughs) but other than that, I really like the deal. Yeah, I, I love. One last thing. As we're building the roster after the game on Thursday night, we're like, they don't like it. There's no way they like any of these corners beyond the top four. We literally wrote a story that said, my goodness, that is a loud motorcycle. <laughs> we literally wrote a story that, that said, I'm pretty sure the line in there said, the Broncos feel good about their top four cornerbacks, but that's it. <laughs> yep. Yep, so might as well, right? For what's it what's it cost you? It doesn't even cost you a sixth. It costs you uh, exchanging sixth and seventh round picks. I freaking love this. Such a high upside, low cost move, and you know why I like it even more. 
is what did Vic Fangio say? Was it his opening press conference? It was when he was very new with the team. He said, I've had a lot of success finding guys that were top talents and top draft picks with other teams that that didn't work out, and I've had a lot of success bringing those guys on board. Well, Duke Dawson, for whatever reason, didn't work out for the Patriots. It's not like he went out there and put bad film on, but if if you're moving on from him a year after being second-round pick and and you're, you're getting nothing for him, that's not working out. And so it's not like he's ruined even. You're not getting a ruined talent. You're just getting, you're pretty much getting a college second round pick right now. Exactly. Yep. Love it. And, and I'm excited to see him out there. Unfortunately, we're, we're probably not going to get to evaluate him ever nope. uh, until he starts playing in games. And who knows how long that's going to take. I assume he's going to be inactive for probably the first four weeks of the season at least. Exactly. I would think so as well. Unless he can be a special team stud. That's a good point. Which he likes to tackle. He likes to hit. He likes to be physical. So maybe. With a name like Duke Dawson, you got (laughs) to stick your head in there for sure. (laughs) All right. From Steve Atwater Hall of Fame. I knew this was coming. Do you think Brandon Marshall could provide some valuable inside information about the Raiders that could be exploited? Uh, Now you're on to something. This information could be more important than the needed inside linebacker. It makes too much sense to not bring him back. What can you learn from Brandon Marshall that you couldn't learn from Hard Knocks? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you got you got Patrick Smythe over there uh, taking in everything that's going in on Hard Knocks. Uh, how much How much does Brandon Marshall know? Uh, just in general, in life? <laughs> About the Raiders that the Broncos don't know by watching film, by all of that stuff. I think he can give you, like, some some tidbits. And don't you think the Raiders know that if the Broncos pick him up, they're what, making him sing like a canary, yeah. as uh, Joe D said, right? Yes. About <laughs> so, Shiloh K.O. So then, <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So then the Raiders are for sure going to change those things. So I think maybe you get a, a tidbit or two out of it. But you know what? You may just be able to get that those tidbit or twos just by a phone call. Brandon, we really think we want to have you in. Uh, do you think you can hop on a flight? And he's like, I can. You're like, oh, well, just really quick, can I ask you a few questions? Get those. You know what? We don't need you to get on that flight anymore. Here's here's all you need to know about uh, Brandon Marshall. The Broncos are opting to take his former backup, Corey Nelson, onto mm. the team ahead of him. Right. That's a very, very good point. Or I guess that tells you what Vic Fangio probably or this staff thinks of him. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Holy cow. I'm sorry, Ryan. Oregon is putting it on him. <laughs> the Pac-12. Oh, why did he run out of bounds? Is the Pac-12 looking good the past few days? Jeez. Couple a uh, couple wins there. Uh Stanford, that uh, they won, but that wasn't looking good, that's for sure. That was ugly. Yeah, it was. Okay, next one comes in from Jewel Flacco. Why does Vic Fangio only wear glasses on game days? This is an important question right now. <laughs> you got the inside information? I think it's, he's got to read his play sheet. Mm, it's it's got to be tiny, tiny font. Right. Because he used to do a, like a, have a whole notebook. Ryan, why is Vic Fangio on the sideline? Um, just tradition. He, he says um, that you see everything better up there. Uh, that he wants all the spaghetti and meatballs, and you get that from being up there, not on the field. He says he wants that, so why not get it? He said it's not an option, too. He didn't say, like... So is that, is that, is that, oh my goodness, 
I take my apology back. What a swing in this game right now. Look at this big boy run. Joe, don't get stripped. Oh, oh, oh wow. Down to the one-yard line. So Oregon's up 14-3. to Ryan's pulling for Auburn. Uh, Oregon takes a kick back, what, 90, 80 yards down to the five? Yep. Looks like he could have just taken it into the end zone. Next play on offense, Oregon gets, was it a sack or was it a tackle for loss by so the running back? A missed handoff. Oh, a total botched handoff by Justin Herbert, all his fault. <laughs> Oregon er, Auburn picks it up and runs 90 yards the other way to the five. This is a whole new ball game. Good hustle by Herbert, though. He's down there on the tackle. Oh, that was him? Yeah. yeah. He didn't make the tackle, but he was in the area. Well, you got to ha- you gotta hustle when you're not good. All right, you're going to – this is like <laughs> you with Aaron Rodgers. You're doubling down too hard. It's a disrespectful truth, but Justin's <laughs> not good. From Orange and Blue Stew. Uh, oh, wait. We were still talking about the Vic Fangio. So, you, you said it's not hey, You better option. be careful. One media member really wants everyone to drop this. <laughs> it is true. If uh, that person's listening right now, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, though, because it is, it is kind of important. Um, but, Ryan, you said it's not an option. Is it not an option because Vic Fangio just says, I'm a head coach, I can't be up in the booth? Or is it John Elway saying, that's not an option? I think Vic is just saying, like, yeah, I need to learn how to do this. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it, the only way I'm bringing this up again, though, is if things aren't going well. Right. Yep. If everything's going well, then you don't change it. But if things aren't going well because you changed what was going well... Then it should be reevaluated. So how many weeks? Uh, oh my God, another fumble. Um, I don't know. I mean, what if they're one in three and the defense isn't balling? Then like you have to consider it. And are are we talking the defense looks like a, an average defense? Like they're like you know yeah. twelve to fifteen. But just like a couple bad plays every game. Right. A blown. Uh, not a blown. Maybe a blown coverage, depending on how it happens. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't think it's going to happen. Ever. I don't either. If it was me and I hired Vic Fangio, I wouldn't have even given him the option to be on the sideline. I agree. I wouldn't have either. So. Doesn't doesn't make sense. All right. Next one coming in from Orange and Blue. Stu says, what's up, guys? Glad preseason is over so we can start the countdown to meaningful football. A few commenters have asked about Brandon Marshall, so I won't ask again. But I do think it makes sense to bring him back in, considering we are thin at inside linebacker currently. I think he can hit the ground running. As for the other ex-Broncos, I think this might be the end of the line for Paxton. A shame, as I would like to see him carve out a career in the NFL. Why? The fall of Shane Ray is a bit of a mystery. Had a pedigree, but has never shown enough. Is it, the ta- is it that the talent isn't there the application is lacking injuries or something else. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, it's the biggest problem in sports. Complacency. Yep. Biggest. It's a, And it's also, the, in my opinion, the least talked about problem in sports. And it's something that it's it's hard, hard to see probably from the outside. So I think that's why. Uh, and I like Shane a lot as a person. But as, I, as an evaluator and an analyst, I tell you, he got complacent. Yeah, yeah. Our, our guy, Kai Olsen, said, said to me uh, when this news broke, he said, man, Shane Ray's, that, that injury derailed him. And I said, mm. ah, no, that's not it. That's not it. Because the injury was brutal. The injury derailed that, that season for him. Your wrist 
how important is your wrist in rushing the passer? That season. Right. It, no, and I'm saying like, if, let's say right. you come back and your wrist only ever gets back to 90%. Right. That shouldn't derail you as a pass rusher. And I, I said there's just there were other circumstances like exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It, it happens at all levels. Um, seen it in the college game, in basketball. I've seen it everywhere. The second that you take your foot off the pedal, it's hard to get that momentum back. So is it done for Shane Ray as well? I don't know. Maybe he gets a humbling experience because this time last year, Shane was talking about, I'm about to go secure the bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now he's unemployed. Yeah. And when he left the Broncos, he didn't view that as, in my opinion, he didn't view that as a humbling experience because he, it was him against the Broncos at that point. It was, it was him saying, you guys are wrong, not a, holy cow, I need to look inward. And maybe getting cut by the Ravens will do that. For sure. Next one's from Tom Mercury. He says, are rivalries still appreciated? What is the best rivalry today in any sport? Definitely CUCSU. Best rivalry in any sport. First of all, are rivalries still appreciated? I think so. The thing is that over time rivalries are created by sustained competitiveness and over time teams lose their competitiveness right and one team might be down then another team might be down and like it's just isn't it isn't it hard for broncos fans to truly hate the raiders right now because they're just never good like you you know you're supposed to hate the raiders so you just do it but there's not there's nothing really hateable about them right now because they aren't good has have the past many I mean I was gonna say many years maybe I should say many decades it doesn't feel like Raiders week carries anywhere close to the same mojo it used to no it doesn't at all no because there's no there's not this um like clashing that's going on exactly so the best rivalry when, when you ask that the first one that comes in my mind and it's because of something you talked about is the Yankees and the Red Sox and what do they have? For the most part, they are both always competitive. Yep. And the fans are fun. And that, I don't watch non-Rockies baseball. I don't. I'll watch 162 Rockies games a year, but I won't watch a single game of not-Rockies baseball unless it's this. Now, I won't go out of my really? way to watch Yankees-Red Sox, but if it's on... I won't. I won't turn the channel. I won't. <laughs> I will not watch any baseball that doesn't involve the Rockies, which is so weird because I'm just like you. If the Rockies are in it, I would watch every single game. Yep. But I will. I refuse. I don't even watch like World Series Game Seven might get me. Actually, World Series Game Seven will get me. World <laughs> Series Game Six, no chance. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if it's the Yankees, Red Sox in the ALCS, though, definitely. So, what is it for you then? What 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 Best rivalry, rivalry is in it? sports? Uh, I, it's got to be college football for me. Okay. Um, but uh, there's so many. I mean, right. Auburn, Alabama. When those two are on, like I'll yep. I'll watch that no matter what. I'll yep. drop everything to watch that every time. Yep. Um. You know, there's Texas, Oklahoma, catching that every year. Yeah. Um, but th- that, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma has been up and Texas has been down for a while yep. and that takes a little bit out of it. Um, I was just saying this the other day and I think this can probably translate to other rivalries 
and I'm not trying to take another shot at CSU here. <laughs> but me and my friend were talking about how much we hated Bradley Van Pelt. And I said to him, I kind of miss hating the players. Right. I only really hate the fans now. <laughs> and not yeah. all the fans. <laughs> just some of the fans. Uh, and that's, that takes a little bit of the juice out of the rivalry. There has to be, you know, do you hate Derek Carr? Probably not. No. Did you hate, like, Rich Gannon? Right. Probably. Right. Um, so you need the team to be good for you to decide you hate the players because you probably hate the player because they're good. You know what would be great is if well, – okay, not not great. You guys wouldn't love this. But if the Chiefs continued the path they're on, and let's say Vic Fangio builds this defense to the path that they could be on, that they should be on, and then you don't just have an interdivision rivalry because the teams are good and it's a division rivalry, but you have, you know, quote-unquote, offensive mastermind Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes going up against – uh, Vic Fangio, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. That would be very fun. Yeah, that would be a rivalry. So for me, I guess I'm just going to default to Auburn, Alabama. That's my favorite. Like Even though that. Auburn's kind of been not as competitive last couple of years. Doesn't look like they're going to be very competitive this year. Yeah, their quarterbacks have done some <laughs> boneheaded things out there. Next one coming in from Chris O'Brien. He says, I've read that part of the or I've read that part of the reason Chicago was willing to part ways with Callahan is that they were concerned about his longevity with his foot issues, which we're seeing bother him now. Do you think the trade we made with New England is because the Broncos have a growing concern for Callahan's health? Wow, Chris, it was like you were in the press conference with John Elway because that question was asked to him. And John said, or maybe it was to Vic. Vic. Yeah, it was to Vic. And Vic said, nope, we just, we had a, an opportunity to get a good player at a position of need where you can never have enough. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, that is part of the reason that Chicago, now, Chicago didn't part with Callahan. They just didn't sign him. I guess you can call that parting with him. Um, but yeah, it, it eventually injuries uh, take a toll on the organization as well. So maybe that's part of it. Uh, for the Broncos, I think it was a very well w- worthwhile decision to bring in him in and I think if he stays healthy he's going to be a fan favorite yeah and it's just about because he he is a guy where he hasn't played 16 games in a season ever so it's just about when do those injuries happen and you're silly you're so silly to plan on an injured guy not getting injured uh Ron Leary you're silly if you're not planning on him getting injured and Vic Fangio's kind of made that uh known that they know he's going to get injured at some point. They may not think that he's going to be available, and so it's good that they're planning that way, and you have to do that with Callahan too. And you know what the Broncos are saying? Maybe he won't be available, uh, but and then and they go out and make this move to help that. Agreed. Next one here is from Broncos 63. said, hey, fellas, I know you don't talk much about other teams around the league, but can we take a second to appreciate how hard the Texans got wrecked for this deal for Clowney? Ooh. GM Bill O'Brien traded him for a third-round pick and two players Seattle was going to cut anyways. It's only a year rental, but if he leaves in free agency next year, the Seahawks got a third-round get a third-round compensatory pick back. In that situation, the Texans would have literally traded Clowney straight up for Barcavius Mingo and Jacob Martin. <laughs> Who? I know I'm being pretty harsh, but I'm just loving it. I mentioned a while back that I wish we could have the cap space at least be in the running for him. Imagine if we got Clowney for a one-year rental in exchange for Josh Watson and Dakota Watson. <laughs> the rough equivalent of what the Hawks got for him. Well, I don't know. Josh Watson made the team. That may be too good to give up. Yeah, seriously. How about Sua Cravens? There you go. 
Ah, Sue Cravens. Hmm. Shane Ray syndrome. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was going to put some money down. He finishes on the Bengals to win week one against the Hawks just as a flyer, but I think I'll hold on to that money now. Thanks for your time, guys. The disrespectful truth is Sue Cravens got Shane Ray syndrome. That, is, that actually was some <laughs> disrespectful truth right there. Um, don't ever bet on the Bengals. Just no, general no, general advice for never, me. Never, never do that. And Ryan, what what are the Texans doing? I don't understand because they make a move that is win later, I guess, by getting rid of Jadavian. Awful, awful trade. I don't think one person has backed that trade up. But then they go out and make the most win-now move you can make by going and getting a receiver, and Kenny Stills and Laramie Tunsil, for two first-round picks and a second-round pick. I don't understand what they're doing. If you're making that trade, aren't you keeping Jadavian and just saying, yeah, we'll get a compensatory back next year? Yes. I I don't know. And that's what happens when you don't have a GM, right? The way you said uh, his name is Laramie Tunsil, named after the city in Wyoming. <laughs> is it? Oh, Laramie? It's like Laramie. Laramie. I don't know. The way you said it, I never thought of it as like the city in Wyoming until you said it. Is that his first name? Laramie, yes. It is? I said it right? It <laughs> yeah. sounds weird thinking it's about Jeremy it. Jeremy with an L. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought so. I just, yeah, Tunsil. Yeah, weird, uh. Weird name, to say the least. Um, oh, yeah, but totally. Sp- I see what you're what saying happened? about Wyoming. Totally yeah. spelled different. Yeah, Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never thought of how that sounded like Jeremy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll give up one more shout out. If you live in Jeremy, Wyoming, hit us up. Yes. <laughs> um, what happened to our guy Titus Howard that we loved at the Senior Bowl who they drafted in the first round? They just sent him in that package, I believe. No way. I think so. Oh. He was a first-round pick? Yeah, I remember he was, like, under the radar when we met him. Yeah, and we liked him. From Alabama State or something? Oh, man, he had such – if the Broncos had drafted him, which we thought maybe, like, a fifth-round pick or something, we we were were about to have the best article. Yeah. He was awesome. He he was – Former quarterback turned left tackle. You've heard quarterback turned tight end, quarterback turned wide receiver, maybe even, like, safety I've seen. You've never heard of a quarterback turn left tackle. Quarterback, yeah, no. Doesn't happen. And then to be a first-round pick. Okay, it looks like I was wrong about that deal. Okay. Oh, Julian Davenport was okay. the guy I was thinking of. So Titus Howard, maybe he flips to the right side for them. Yeah. Good for them. That could be a good line. You need to protect your star quarterback. They definitely got finessed in that trade, though. I think they were just sick of Jadavian Clowney. Maybe he has Shane Ray syndrome. I would not be surprised one bit. All right, last one here comes in from Boucher all day. He says, man, Ryan, my guy. The Buffs kept that game interesting. I'll give them that. What is that? (laughs) Did he mean to say the Rams? Maybe the Rams kept it interesting. Okay. There were a few moments in that game where I was like, oh, no. But, of course, the Buffs showed their resilience. Zach, I prayed hard, brother. Glad everything is going to plan. I'll say that Ryan does a great job solo, and we all love Henry. But the dynamic RK and ZS have the dynamic RK and ZS have will forever be unmatched. Well, thank you so much, Boucher, all day for real. So if the Broncos go 0 and 16, knock on wood, at least you guys will make it feel like we're undefeated. <laughs> now I'm sitting back with my breakfast, watching the transactions go crazy. The NFL is nuts. Man, I I think about it occasionally, and we talk about it occasionally on here. Ryan, what's what's how much fun can we have if we get a winning team? You and I have never had a winning team on this pod. Never. 
Imagine. We get a win here and there, but that's it. <laughs> Imagine all the singing. Oh man, I could be down for that. Yep, I could. Re- oh man, it would be really fun. The crazy thing is that like we had fun during that preseason, which is way harder than having fun covering a losing team <laughs> in real games. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything that can stop us from having fun on this podcast. You know when you you look back on something and you're like, wow, good thing I didn't know how miserable that was going to be before I started. That was six weeks ago. Is that how you feel every time you run in a thing? Because that's how I would feel. (laughs) Pretty much. Yep, exactly. (laughs) So I can't think of that. It's like willful ignorance. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And that's some disrespectful truth. (laughs) We tied it together. (laughs) We came back. And with that, I think we're going to wrap up this Saturday podcast and get back to watching college football, which is so imperfect. And that's what makes it great as we see another turnover in this game. Uh, But a lot of fun on this podcast interesting times ahead for the Broncos and of course we'll be here with you on the podcast through it all thanks for tuning in and we'll catch up with you next week the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.